little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. Easy, miss. I've got you. you you've got me? Who's got you? <laughs> Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And the film we'll be um, talking about today is Life of the Party. Now, this film was chosen by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want to emphasize that too. Yeah. <laughs> because One, because it's funny and we need to do comedy now and again. And two, because it's about Melissa McCarthy basically divorcing and going back to college. Now, not that this has anything to do with Mick, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the divorcing bit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so Mick goes back to college and... Has I, exactly the same yeah. adventures as Melissa McCarthy did in he this parties film. parties all night, every night. In no. his own home watching Pandora's box. <laughs> I'm sorry, does that make you Should I speak at some <laughs> point in any of this? Well, what struck me when I went to see the film was I'd forgotten that because you'd mentioned it a while ago. That we should do it, and that was the oh, reason yeah, why. Yeah. So I remember thinking at the start of it, like this was just clearly straight away a uh, romantic comedy, like the typical, um, I don't know how you describe it, but shite comedy that Hollywood well, her produces so much. Never shite, I don't think it's always well, different because yeah. it's never rom com really. Yeah, it's just comedy, like normally women and women doing goofy things. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a girl version of the Adam Sandler films or any no, of those no no well, no not no, compare well I would compare this well first <gasps> of all first of all previous films she's done like she did what was was the heat was where she was a cop with Sandra Bullock yeah yeah that was good but I was still forced and contrived but it was a lot of it was good as entertaining but the I was watching this one. did you see the boss I don't think I saw that one yeah, what's but, it called? Yeah, it's something like Boss or so good. And Bridesmaids, she was well, Bridesmaids, brilliant. Yeah, but I mean, all these, like what was striking me while I was watching this, the start of this there is no way on earth I would have gone to see this film ordinarily. Mm, this is okay. not in any way on my radar. And this is what struck me at the very start, because I'd forgotten completely what the plot was. I just knew it was a Melissa McCarthy film. And I like her, but not necessarily her films. And as soon as it started off, I said, right, she's sending her her daughter to school. I said, this is just going to be some silly comment. I knew immediately, again, haven't forgotten what you said, that the husband was about to announce where it was breaking up. Yeah. And then it slowly, I was sitting in the same why am I watching this? Why did I, why did I agree to this? What the hell? He should have, anything else. And then the whole thing of, as, as soon as the husband says divorce and she's looking back and they mention she never graduated, said, oh, yes, of course, it's an older person going back to college. So it just might be interesting to refer. And then I was going, it's just so artificial. And I, because of my own experience, it's so utterly contrived. Like, well, I just did not like the film. I'll put it that way. I've talked a lot now. I'll let you speak. Did you like the film? You're hosting. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, I did like the film, but at the same time, it is cringy. Like a lot of it is so cliche as like you've seen in other films. Not Adam Sandler, though. Okay. Um, but it is like the ending was just really cringy 
you knew Christina Aguilera was going to appear. Yes, as soon as she was mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And um, as if that would ever happen. And it's, like some of the, of the stuff was were really funny, like the scene in the the mediator was oh, yeah. brilliant. Well, I come back to that. Like I come back to what was good in it. Okay, you'll come back to it. No, I'm talking about sorry, I'm the sorry. host. Okay, okay. No, I was going to say my opinions on it. You say what you want. You just, you've spent three minutes just now talking about the film. We've spent three minutes doing the podcast. You've been talking in some of those minutes. Six, Are you five, even silent? Four, three, five. two, one. It's four minutes now. You spent three minutes talking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. This is why, because you just go into lapse into silence and then just giggle. What? And do that too. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Yeah, I thought that part was good. We'll come back to that later. Um, (laughs) I said I will come back to that. You can come to it anytime you want. Okay, well then I'll just talk about that now. Okay. (laughs) I thought that was brilliant. I thought actually, um, what's her name? Maya. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. She was brilliant in it as well herself and her husband. Or she just goes, I don't know. Or, okay, Frank, let's just have sex there. And then he just yeah. drops anything he's doing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> goes, that is the dream. Um, <laughs> not that I don't have an active oh, sex life. <laughs> this is why I was talking for three minutes to stop you from saying things. Nothing will stop me. Anyway. <laughs> well, I just insatiable. thought that was hilarious. Um, and... I don't think it would happen that Melissa McCarthy, not not her, but I mean her character and what she was representing, you know, whatever people going back to college, um, would be okay in going out with a young boy. Yeah, that was just that, so ridiculous. Yeah, that was a bit much, I thought. But funny anyway, I just, yeah. Just, and, and I knew it was coming to the point where he was the son. Oh, I didn't guess that at all. And you're giving away. We I won't don't say care. No, no. <laughs> you like the film. I do, I would normally but it's, oh, film. it's so no, Let's not spoilers. No, I didn't <sighs> guess that at all. And in fact, so we're not going to say any more about that. Okay, you're hosting. But don't you think, Marina, we shouldn't say any more about that and not give away no, too much I of the film? No, Okay, I'll just put alert to spoilers on this film. I just want to let you know, Mick, that we're divorcing. I'm taking over the podcast now. It's going to be everything that I want it to be. <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's like in The Simpsons when um, Sideshow Bob takes over. Marine is Emporium of Mirth and Fun. <laughs> the spoiler on podcast. And this week we're going to review Mary Poppins again. <laughs> in preparing countdown to the new one being released. With the point, with, with Dick Van Dyke's point of view this time. <laughs> no, no, well, it'll be which Dick Van Dyke character? The only one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Please refer to our previous podcast on Mary Poppins for what we're talking about um, there. Yes, and all our other ones. How about, how, okay, you know, you want a recommendation for, for what to do in the weekends when you're lonely at home by yourself? Binge listen to us. I'm sure you'll have loads of fun. <laughs> this is the sad portrayal of people. People who binge listen to Spoilerama podcast. We don't even do that. No. Often. <laughs> well, I don't do that at all. Anyway, right. So you tell me now then what the good bits of the film. 
Uh, well, oh, I have to specifically say the good bits. Well, you not said you were bits. going to mention it. I didn't say. I said I would get around to it. I didn't have. To. You're ordering me when to say it. Oh my god, it's going to be a long podcast. Okay. <laughs> I did enjoy the restaurant scene. Yeah, that was good. very very funny, um, and it was a shock to me the revelation. I wasn't expecting it, and I thought it was well done in that regard. Um, yes, the mediation scene was funny, but so fake. I said, I'm, as I said to you, I actually hope mediation is like that in some <laughs> certain aspects. I'll go into that. Why? Because they but said, no, no, no. okay, fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Am I interrupting you? About to reveal something else? No. Carry just, on that. No, I was just going to say because they say son of a bitch or something. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she's what? looking at your woman saying, fuck you, Dan. <laughs> and your, your man's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> and your woman's just there in the middle. Uh, so good. Yes, but it just seems so over the top that well, the new wife. Oh yeah, but the, the new wife is such an outer bitch. Like, well, really, I know and some he, of them. Oh yeah, but that he is so going along with. Yeah, her I know so some on. of them. But I know, I know it can happen, but it just seemed. First of all, it just seemed to facilitate um, her character, um, Melissa McCarthy's character, to be more vulnerable and fighting back, and her excuse for doing certain things. Uh, the other thing I liked was the 80s disco. Yes. But that, that was the bit where I said, I wish you were there when I was watching <laughs> this. Now, again, a lot of it was bad. Like the bit where she suddenly appears all dressed up when she does her dance. Okay, oh, that's, yeah, and I'd yeah. say you loved that. Yes. I'd say you were exploding laughing yes, at that. I was I going, oh, it. for Christ's sake. Uh, but I did find it was very funny. And this was something my generation would get when she says to one of the girls something that um well it's who shot jr yeah, yeah like and your one goes Dallas. someone yeah. got shot <laughs> it was a really funny line the way she said someone got shot well actually <laughs> i really liked melissa mccarthy in it and yeah i, I did like I, her I, in well it. me and john were talking about actually we didn't like the friends the girls they were so cliche and oh so, everyone was so cli- especially the girl i liked the coma girl I think she was funny up to certain bits, but as well over the top sometimes, like yeah. too trying too hard. And the same thing, the other girl that always says, can I say something? When yeah, goes, that oh, joke okay, just became yeah. annoying very quickly. Yeah. I think what they were trying to do was be a bit like Pitch Perfect because there's a lot of characters like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. characters that like but Pitch Perfect sends itself up like there was always in every every one of Pitch Perfect, there'd be two of the girls who hadn't appeared in the film at all up to yeah. that, and say, why is no one listening to us or something <laughs> like this? And they had they were trying to do that in this like and I thought at the end where she was there talking to all the girls in the sorority and thanking them for all the support and we didn't know any of them. And oh, there was no yeah, evidence. Yeah. I'm just like, where did all these people suddenly appear from? It was like the room. Yeah. <laughs> Characters just suddenly appear out of nowhere. That roommate of hers was just ridiculous. Yeah. The, um, who also looked old too. Was yeah. she supposed to be the uh, same she age or something? She looked like 28 or 29 yeah, or something. Li- certainly not a high school kid that all the others were supposed to be. And so that was just so like it's just it's a, it's the only thing these things only happen in films yeah that basically she goes to college and she ends up with the weirdest possible person in the world as her roommate you know what and else only happens in films when um a guy that's 15 years older than another girl fall in love and it's true love oh yeah no i mean i don't, I don't think it's acceptable <laughs> when it's the other way around but they do they slack it off remember in the hugh grant film i'm talking about us mick Oh, right. But, that, but we're not in a film. <laughs> you didn't get we're that. in reality. Oh, I was. A vo- we're not fi- I'm not 15 years older than you. 
I think you are, aren't you? I'm 27 years old than you. Well, that makes it even worse. Yes. That's what I- <laughs> yes. <laughs> the age gap between us is too old for you. Well, it's a whole other person. Yes, that's what I mean. I still love you though, Mick. We can work things out. Okay. I have no response to that. (laughs) Good. Now you know who who is the boss of the relationship. This is why I moved to Kells as far away (laughs) from you as possible. And I moved to Kiltiernan even further away. No, you just went because it was Kay as well. You said we'd be in alphabetical order. Yeah, true. I can see right through you. (laughs) Not literally, please, if anyone is lifting (laughs) He's lifting my top. Stop! I love hosting. I love editing. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) um, Also, at the very start, when she arrives in school, she decides she's going back to college, to her daughter's college, and she's going to be in her daughter's sorority in class. I love the way... Yeah, but not only that, don't you have to do, like, a whole new test to be able to get... Because it's SATs. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, think, it's, and I think you have to after like thirty years. I think you have to do it again if you yeah, want to go back. I can't college. really imagine you just go in and do your final year thirty years yeah. later or something like that. It what that, but again, that's just something they skim over. But I was struck by her first day at lectures, and she's smiling at everyone and t- saying, "Hello, look at you," and so on. So, no, that is complete. This is this is my own experience coming here. You lie low. You're self-conscious about the fact yeah, that so you're so much older than everyone else. T-shirt. That's what I was coming to. Because <laughs> I was going to say the bit where she's pointing out to one of the girls that her handbag is loose or something. And the girl turns around and says, I love your top. And I was saying, oh, you think that's upsetting? So she could have turned around and said, are you a communist? <laughs> that's what I thought I at the time. I didn't say it in a mean way. I was just curious. <laughs> because I have a friend that's actually a huge fan of Che Guevara and he's a communist. So I was just asking because that was my experience with people who are wearing of our t-shirts. And you just said, look, I found you in a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and you felt sorry for me. He says, oh, look, there's an old man in my class and he might be a communist. I might know someone in the world who could be <laughs> friends with you. So yes, there was thoughts like that crossed my mind in the film. Um, but yeah, the whole, as we mentioned earlier on, the Christina Aguilera bit was ridiculous. Yeah. I actually hoped, to be honest, just going back to the whole uh, school thing, I actually hoped she was going to win like student of the year or something. Oh, I was actually thinking that as well. That would have been so funny to say, never happened. Oh, you did. Because <laughs> yeah. it would be so funny because yeah. they probably did because they just thought it was too ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not oh. me. No, it happened. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's not over pity. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that coming a mile off. You are a cruel, heartless woman. I made you lemon drizzle cake. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Back to that you were saying about Christina Aguilera. Well, as soon as they mentioned that um, people weren't going to come because there was a Christina Aguilera concert on, I said, Right, Christina Aguilera is going to turn up at the party. Oh, yeah, I knew it as well, but not just because of that, but because James Corden did a carpool karaoke with Christina Aguilera. Okay. And Melissa McCarthy joined. All right. And then she said, oh, yeah, Christina Aguilera is in the film. 
So when they mentioned Christina Aguilera in the film, because I had completely forgotten then about that. Yeah. And then they said, oh, yeah, there's the Christina Aguilera concert. I was like, ah, OK, so this is where she comes. Yeah. In. But I mean, the very fact that it was Christina Aguilera that was made. If they had said Taylor Swift, I might not have suspected it. But because Christi- Taylor Swift is a much bigger star yeah. to that generation yeah. as well. But Christina yeah. Aguilera is surely. I mean, she would be the same way like people will drop money. He's giving me money now. No. Money just fell out of my pocket. And you're giving it to me? No, it's only 20 cents. Is that all you think you're worth? No. Okay, but I'll put it back there. He has a 50 in his pocket too. How do you know it's in my... Let's do you actually? <laughs> I was just gonna I'm sure it. I do. I have loads of change in my pocket. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know this why is, I did These that. podcasts are really descending into <laughs> all sorts of things. Okay. Anyway, um, I thought that the Christine Eckler, as I said... Why are you giving me our own Spoilerama podcast card? Are you on drugs? Have you yeah. eaten? What's this cake like? <laughs> Have you been sampling it? But yes, I thought that Christine Aguilera is not... That generation wouldn't be mad fans of Christine Aguilera. Oh, you kind of would. Well, yeah, but not to the same extent. Like I am. I, I know. I like her. Yeah. I know, but no, they're but my no, age, yeah, basically. No, but I mean... They're only but, a couple years younger. Yes, but of the same level that you would be like, you're big into the stones. You're yeah. big into these. But you would see them as heritage acts they're not as current and as relevant as i'm not saying you're a fan of her but to that those people would be of taylor swift and people like i'm a that. huge fan of taylor swift well there you go but that's why i'm not saying i actually was looking at tickets to go yesterday good stuff i admire her as well and that, and that, if they said lana del rey i would have understood as well but christina aguilera no madonna would actually have made more sense and she's even older again but it just seemed it was just the very fact that that they is mentioned it around and you know the film. Yeah, it seemed random, and then I knew it was. It was like, and this is what the film reminded me so much of the Gilmore Girls because it's not just because of because of the, the, the bangles, the bangles bit, which was just so like they're so excited about seeing Actually, the bangles. I know John no, will kill me, but John loves Eternal Flame. Oh, I, lo- I love the bangles. I do <laughs> like them myself. Not, it's not giving out about the band. Oh, I it's know, giving out I the know, concept of that these very young people are really into these people whose time has passed. Okay. Right. Anyway, um, so how many stars do you give? I'm going to give a one. I really didn't like it. Apart from those scenes that I thought were very funny. The restaurant scene was very well done. Very, very funny. But that doesn't make it justified. The rest of it was so bad. Right. I'll give it a four out of ten. Okay. Now, my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to my favorite bit. The challenge. Oh, the favorite bit of the yeah. podcast. I thought you were saying. So we just. I'm just trying film. to get over this talking about the film thing, so we can go <laughs> to the challenge. Okay. Right. So you tell me the challenge I gave you, and then the film. Okay, you challenged me and um, to watch a film from Chile. Yes. Well, it was just any film from Chile, wasn't any it? Any film from Chile. Okay, um, and I watched. I said to you last week I didn't think I'd seen a Chilean film mm. before, but there was one, and when I searched it, I can't remember now what it's called. I should have written it down. Mocha or something like that. It's okay, a film yeah, about yeah, the yeah, revolution. Yeah. Pinochet came to power. Do you know it? I think I do. Yeah, yeah. I saw that when it came in. That was excellent. And given that you were interested in researching the seventies, I'd recommend you have a look at that as well. I think I it's have to see it. Right. It is. It's a very yeah. good film. So I have seen good Chilean films. This time I saw. Um, what was it called? Much Ado About Nothing. It was yes. Called. Oh, you see this? <laughs> How are we doing this? Picking this? And I only found it randomly. I think, now, I have, uh, I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it all, but I've seen it with Aunt Lucy. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that the okay. one? Yeah. Is this the one where there's an accident and they try to cover it up? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's basically just this guy, this teenager, and he goes to a party. And I mean, this is, well, we can give it away all we want, but it's not giving away much because it's the start of the film. He goes to a party um, that's friends of friends. And yeah, then he's I the think, only yeah, one, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, one yeah. not drunk and he's driving and then this guy insists on taking over the wheel and he's drunk. Meanwhile, the hero is snogging someone in the back seat and he feels a bump and he doesn't notice because he's still getting off with you all. And then they all just panic and they go out to check what they bumped and they panic and drive away. And then the next day they tell him he has to go to the police and they lay all yeah. the blame on him. I think, yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, because I know the title and I know about, I know of the film. And I do think I remember seeing it, I think, with Anne Lucy, because she was the one that would show me Spanish films. Right. And not, Spa- not Spanish, sorry, films in Spanish. Yeah. So Argentinian films and all that. She was really into that kind of cinema. So that's why I said Chilean. But yeah, very good. Yeah. And it was very, it was, it was gripping. And it's a true story. It's very basically yeah. the son. Yeah, exactly. It actually made sense. In one regard, because it wasn't it wasn't overly dramatic. Like the whole idea of it is that this guy is effectively being pushed into taking the blame for the accident. But it's all coerced into that he doesn't actually he isn't impacted too badly by taking the blame. He gets suspended sentence, so they contrive it all just so that this very rich man's son who caused the accident doesn't get the blame. And apparently, it's a true story that happened to the. It was a cover up from a politician's son. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't so, recognize it now anyway. And in fact, even the characters' names are very similar. <laughs> when I looked it up, because then I looked it up on IMDb and they were saying this, and it was just saying all the, char- the real people's names, and they're very, very similar to the names in this. So it was very good, and it was very, um, what would you say, economical, 90 minutes long. Oh, and there was gotcha. no pointless fat scenes, if you like, of just him oh, anguish or anything like yeah, that. It was, yeah. gri- it was really good. It was on Netflix, so I'd recommend it anyone out right. there with netflix so marina's assignment <laughs> was to watch a film I thought i was gonna say oh sorry that's fine oh no 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 oh, sorry no i forgot that i had said what I was, i'm not okay. taking over mm-hmm. okay marina's assignment was <laughs> thanks meg was to watch a french film from yeah. the 1960s I correct <laughs> you mean you changed it <laughs> No, it was to watch a film. It could be Hollywood. It could be anything about something in Irish history, about something that happened in Irish. It's either set at the time or about it, or isn't it, or something like that. Yeah. No, normally the, set, the, isn't the, it? Basically, that it. is historical setting. Yeah. So I mean, it could be the yeah. famine. It could be Brian Baru or anything like that. Vikings. And I bet right. I know what you watched. What? Now I know I haven't seen it. You told me you bought the video and that yeah. it's here in the house. I haven't seen it. But as soon as you said you bought it. The wind that shakes the barley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was wind that shakes the barley. Because Killian Murphy's in Yay. it. Yay. And actually I was thinking, I've always, I got it as well. I bought the DVD as well. And I've often thought of lending it to you. But I want it back. <laughs> no, but I actually, I bought it ages ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, this is the funny thing. I bought it ages ago. And it was just sitting there because I really want to buy Because I now, I'm for some very funny reason i have loads of films with killian murphy downstairs because <laughs> i don't realize that i already have like it's not a conscious thing oh let me buy a film with killian murphy no but i just happened to have a few of them downstairs so one of them was doing the wind the the barley i was like this is very convenient <laughs> <laughs> i will watch this and so i Look, did 
And okay, I'd be thank very you very much for listening. No, I'm very interested for a number of reactions. Like, first right. of all, did you know any of the history in it? Kind of. But um, as I was watching, I did research as well, bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, if I had watched that film as soon as I um, moved to Ireland, I wouldn't have understand anything, understood anything. Now that I'm Irish, <laughs> I can oh, understand you wouldn't, what you wouldn't understand, understand the film. No, what they're saying. Oh, the the, the speech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so people who don't know, like are, are Americans or English people or anyone, <laughs> use subtitles. You think the because, accents are really strong? Oh, they're really. I noticed. Even sometimes I was like, okay, I, 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 I'd pause and take. Okay, that's what he said. Grand. I must watch it again. I never spot. Now, I mean, I'm aware, but I'm very aware of very strong Irish yeah, accents. Like it's Cork. It's set yeah. in Cork. So. First, the fill, the fill, the first boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> offending someone. <laughs> I can't say what that actually sounds like because that's offensive in itself. But it's not Cork. Well, it's it's per- it's Marina no, Cork. It's Port Leash. <laughs> I think, isn't it? Just, no. No, no. It is. Because John used to slag a friend. And <laughs> John, John's imitation of someone's accent is, your, he's only one. is your, your reference point. Yeah. The horse, the veal, the veal, the horse boy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I can't wait to go to Brazil. I, um, yeah. You won't be... Make, oh. Anyway. Um, so... I noticed that it is a very strong accent. Okay. Now, I understood a lot of it, like, uh, uh, speech-wise. I understood a lot when they were talking. But I know, because even when I moved to Dublin, I couldn't understand people. Right. The English was so different and so strong. Well, yeah, but I mean, did you have the same problem with train spotting? And that's, because that was subtitled in America. Yeah. Oh, I I watched it with subtitles. Oh, right. Train spotting, yeah. And I watched it with my dad, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, I really liked it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to edit together a podcast of just your yawn. My yawns, yeah. <laughs> at least no, I really liked episodes. it. I thought, actually, I didn't know, I didn't even look at the cast. So I was very pleased when I saw Liam Cunningham. All right. In it, I really like him. I think he's a very good actor. And there was someone else as well that I saw that was very good. Well, the guy that plays Teddy is very good. Teddy O'Donovan. Killian's brother. Oh, yeah. He's very good as well. They're all very good. I have to say, mm. they're all very, very good actors. And the women as well were very good. And the story is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it is quite accurate, isn't it? It's Well, it is fiction. I know it is fiction. But it's fiction based on yeah, fact, but that sort of thing went on. I think it's now, I think it's a bit one-sided. Okay. Because yeah. ironically, I saw it. IRA sided. Yeah, it's a yeah. very I mean, like it's an English film. It's Ken Loach is yeah, like he's yeah. a very hardline socialist. Was, yeah, was strange um, because knowing you people, um, <laughs> <laughs> you people. Oh my which god, which I which I think I'm a part of. <laughs> Not if you keep talking like that. <laughs> no, but what I um, the, and me watching this film. Actually, I watched it today in the morning. I was watching it today. And uh, because I wake up at six now, so I have loads of time. Um, no one cares. I know. Why am I saying that? <laughs> and I was watching it. And, you know, there's bits where they sing. Yeah. Oh, John, yeah. Classy, John, classy yeah. Song. John would just go by singing the songs. <laughs> and then up the stairs to get ready. And now they're singing the songs. Because he knows the song. Yeah. Everyone knows, I can't remember but it right now. Like, but... It was so funny. Cause he, just, he, wasn't, he wasn't like watching the film. He'd just go by and hear it and like, start yeah. singing it. <laughs> it was so funny. 
Um, but yeah, I did think it was strange that an English director... An English writer. Yeah, made the film about... Well, um, yeah, but he said that it himself. Was there any backlash? Like, not backlash, but like... Oh, God, like yeah. People saying, how dare oh, you make a film well, about Well, I mean, this? in that regard, there was... Like, he said himself, like, he's been making films since the 60s. He's made, oh, all I know, his yeah, films no are very loads, political. Yeah, that yeah. Um, but he said that a lot of Irish people at the time said, why would you... Not critically, but when he was making it, yeah. why would you want to make a film like this? And he says, because it's not about the English and the Irish. He said, it's about the English establishment. Um, brutalizing Irish. He said, we were fighting them too. And it also, it's there's a huge amount of these films about what happened in Ireland at that time are made by British people. It's like turning around and saying, um, why would a white person make a film about slavery? Okay, Criticizing yeah, slavery. Yeah, 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 it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah. They recognize it as oppressive. But at the same time, it's like the Black and Tans were horrendous. There's yeah, no question of yeah. it. But there is one interesting thing I did like where at one point, one of the British soldiers is talking about the Black and Tans and he says, but they're all, he says, you have to understand they're all shell shock soldiers. And that's the thing. That's what I find fascinating about that period of history is when you're studying the First World War, you're all these people are heroes in the trenches. Yeah. These are the people who came from the trenches well, this is and what, then came and yeah, did all this. This is what I, I read then afterwards was that they... Um, they heard, I think, of I think after the rising or something, this was going on. So they needed to. Well, was it Churchill that established this, the Royal Irish Constabulary or something? Because that's what it was. Yeah, Churchill is no, he established the auxiliaries, which were another army lot as well. Was, okay, okay. Or I see, were always there. The or okay. Irish Constabulary um, been there before. So that. yeah, so that's what I heard. And then that he when he when they were recruiting it, like nine thousand men offered like volunteered to be a part of it and i thought that is amazing and it's probably because they've nothing else to live for yeah, it was exactly that and th- yes yeah, so they said well <laughs> that's not the only thing they know yeah basically but, um i saw them interviewed some of them interviewed and there was a documentary in the 80s called ireland television history which is on youtube i was watching it again recently and it was fascinating to see interviews with actual black and tans who are like the like it's like interviews with nazis yeah. these are ultimate villains and they were explaining how they responded to the ads because basically they, as you said, came back from war still eager for fight. And this was a chance to make a lot of money and do what they love doing, killing people. And they just, they were shell shock. Mines, mines were fucked up basically with all yeah. the violence. And this is what they wanted to do. But the IRA weren't perfect either. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know that. I know that. But it seems it's portrayed entirely this as they're this honourable army of yeah, yeah. decent people oh, and yeah, so on. Civilians that just want to, they d- just us. want justice or something, yeah. and they want their country and yeah, which is true, like yeah. the source of it. But I mean, they did horrible things as well. They oh, will yeah. burn out people for um, supporting, like a, a bar, if a bar served some of the black and tans, or some black and tans came in and ordered a drink, and a barman served, and they burned down the pub. They could do that, like that. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, a yeah, random yeah, example. Yeah. I don't know, but they did it. And I've what I got recent when I was watching the film that really struck me was Killing Murphy at the same time was doing Peaky Blinders, and the early yeah. series of Peaky Blinders. He confronts there is, yeah, the, the IRA, IRA. Yeah, and they're villains that's in that. What I was thinking. It's so interesting. Yeah. And then you get a real sense. Yeah, they are. They're terrifying bastards. All that aside, we won't get into politics. Yeah, yeah, we're just what do you think of the quality of the film <laughs> about history? Yeah. We'll have, next week, a history podcast. Yeah. Um, what do you think no, of the I film really, as a film? I really, really liked it. I thought it was good. I did think, though, if I, if like, because I am interested in this, in Irish history and stuff, because I'm Irish now, 
one of us no but I am I'm very interested in it but I just kept imagining anyone else watching it that doesn't know it could be a bit long alright it could extend like it just yeah it could just be a bit not slow but much of the same just looks like much of the same thing throughout yeah. the whole film up until the end well I'd agree other than the little twist well we can reveal the twist for this, this, this yeah, is yeah. Oh, okay. are you talking about the fact that um, Teddy and, and Killian are against are each other side. but yeah. you see that did happen that's very much what happened during the Civil War. Well, there was a huge thing of brothers split. Myself and my brother, while watching Ireland in television history at the time, split sides. <laughs> this was when we were kids. I was saying, I would be pro tree I would be Michael Collins, and he would have been off with De Valera and so on. We were angrily, we physically fought over it. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I really, really liked the film. I thought it was very good. Um, I loved the bit where the guy just came into the cells and said, said I'm Irish, my father's from Donegal. <laughs> and then he just released all the prisoners. And he was dressed in the, in the as an oxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've even come up with the terms an oxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he just opened the cell where Killian Murphy was and said, I'm an Irish man, my father's from Donegal. <laughs> but it was serious but I just thought that was funny yeah. okay anyway thank you very much for listening challenge um, oh yes yeah, yeah. the challenge um, right you give me one first oh a challenge yeah um, I will challenge you to watch a film which is directed by a man but where the cinematographer is a woman oh that's very hard not usually is it I don't There's know. Not that many out there. But that's what I'm interested in because I, often, if if it's a director's woman, it will follow a lot that it be a, because she's probably very much higher. I know a Danish cinematographer that has done a few good films, Spielberg film actually. Right, oh, but a film you haven't seen, obviously. Oh yes, I know. Yeah. Um, okay, and my um, sorry, one second. And my um, challenge to you would be to watch a Brazilian rom-com. Oh, come on. <laughs> Brazilian rom-coms are good. I, no, I, I didn't know they existed. They do. Oh, right. I'll give you a few names if you want. No, no, I'll find it. I mean, no, don't give me any hints. It's the whole idea that I find it entirely on my own and then you get such a delighted surprise when I pick something you like. There's also, okay, I'll leave that for another time. Yeah, no, one challenge at a time please Brazilian cinema is actually quite good I want to show you loads of films now (laughs) (laughs) damn it okay anyway thank you very much for listening I've been Marina Gorski and I've been Mick Jordan woohoo